LeeTDickey.com. What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast and a new episode within the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. My guest today, my guest this week is Tracy from the Bare Naked ABCs podcast. Now, that podcast with Tracy, the Bare Naked ABCs podcast, is a podcast all about the Bare Naked Ladies and their discography where they cover it from 7 through Y or A through Z or even A through Z depending on what part of the world you're listening to this from in. Now, Tracy is a fantastic guest. I love going back and forth with him in terms of setting up the interview and then when it came to executing the interview, it was flawless. Aside from this little audio issue that I had the night that we recorded the interview, my audio kept feeding back to me which is probably why I will never use a headset with a mic or a, a headset mic again to record any interviews because I don't want to have to deal with that sort of technical issue ever again. So we're just going to keep the signal chain separate. It was lovely to have Tracy on. I love going back and forth with him, like I said, in terms of setting up the interview and then when it came to executing the interview, aside from that technical, technical issue with my audio, it was great. We talked his love of Star Wars, where it began, who he'd like to spend a day with in terms of an actor or someone in production, the Disney takeover. We talked about what the franchise means to him and this little Star Wars mockumentary, Bowling for Alderaan, that he's been working on for almost 20 years with a friend of his, which is pretty much a cross between Bowling for Columbine and Star Wars. Now marry those two together and watch them have this beautiful baby that now is bowling for Alderaan and you get that Star Wars mockumentary that I just mentioned. And it was fantastic to talk about that as well. Tracy was a fantastic guest. I loved having him on. I can't wait to do his show. Like I said, he is the host of the Bare Naked ABCs podcast where they cover the entirety of the Bare Naked Ladies discography because the Bare Naked Ladies are my favorite Canadian band of all time. Again, it was lovely to have Tracy on. I loved having him on. So Tracy, if you're listening to this, if you ever want to come back and do another episode, and I personally cannot wait to do your show, the door is always open, my inbox is always on, and there will always be a spot for you here to find Tracy, and the Bare Naked ABCs podcast, and their Star Wars mockumentary, Bowling for Alderaan, go to BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com. And of course, the Bare Naked ABCs podcast is available on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Take a listen. Enjoy that show. But of course, you should enjoy this show, the Beats and Speaks podcast with yours truly, Lee Dickey. New episodes of this show, the Beats and Speaks podcast, are released every Friday at midnight Eastern time on my official website, LeeTDickey.com, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Whatever podcast app you use, the Beats and Speaks podcast is available there. Write, comment, share, subscribe. We're also on YouTube under Lee Dickey TV. Of course, all those links will be below, along with all of Tracy's links if you want to go check his stuff out, and please do. So you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave us a review as well on iTunes and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey, and I will feature them 
right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, as well as my official website, leetdicky.com. All right. Now that all that housekeeping is out of the way, you know where to find Tracy, my guest this week. You know where to find his show, the Bare Naked ABCs podcast. You know where to find his Star Wars mockumentary, Bowling for Alderaan, which is at bowlingstormtrooperentertainment.com. And you know where to find the Beats and Speaks podcast, which is available at my official website, leetdicky.com. We're also on YouTube, so subscribe to us there under Lee Dickey TV as well. Let's get into the main event. Why you're here, the interview, my interview with Tracy from the Bare Naked ABCs podcast on everything and anything Star Wars. And again, I'm going to give you a bit of a warning. There was an issue with my audio the night that we recorded this interview. It kept feeding back to me. And again, I probably will never use a headset mic to record another interview because I don't want to have to run in to that issue ever again. We're going to keep these signal chains separate. But now that that disclaimer is out of the way and you know everything and anything that has to know that has to do with finding Tracy, my guest, and finding me, let's get into the main event, into the bread and butter. Let's get into the interview that I did with Tracy right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, this new episode of the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast right now. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tracy from the Bare Naked ABCs, and you're listening to the Beats and Speaks podcast with Lee Dickey. Okay, so Tracy, I want to say thanks for taking the time to appear on the uh, Beats and Speaks podcast today, and uh, I appreciate it. So... No, thank you for inviting me. Well, anytime. Mi casa es su casa. Or at least <laughs> my internet connection, right? Yeah, uh, right. So, you're a massive fan of Star Wars, and I really don't know much about it. So, why don't you explain to my audience, my listeners, where your fandom started and why you're such a fan? So, I grew up on Star Wars. Um, when I was young, it was the first movie that I ever remember actually seeing. Um, although my parents insist that they brought me to earlier ones, Empire Strikes Back, which is, is the second film in the series, but the fifth one when it's numbered. Um, it was the first movie that I ever remember seeing in the theaters, and it was the only way other than TV. Oh, whoops. <laughs> but it, so I remember seeing it back in the theaters back then. And that, you know, back then it was the only way to see movies was in the theater um, or to see it on TV. There, you know, there were no real recordings or, or VCR tapes for the most part back then. Um, and so that's how I got to see movies. And this is the one that I, that, that really wowed me and grabbed my attention. Um, and from there, it just kind of took off. It was a movie that I kept seeing over and over as many times as my parents would let me watch it. Um, whenever it was on TV, I would watch it. And then, of course, once it came out on VHS and, and we had a VHS player, I would wear that baby down. So, uh, And then, of course, after that, I once I hit – I don't want to say it was probably my last year of high school, first year of college, they started – really releasing the books, uh, which was the Timothy Zahn series, the Heir to the Empire series. And it just it encapsulated me it, or and it captured me and, and really kind of 
enthralled me. And so I, and long before that, I was watching like the Ewoks movies and the Ewoks cartoons and the droids cartoons. I was the right age for all of this to happen and for it to just sink in. Um, I really was the key audience that George was aiming for with the movies. So I'm assuming since you read the books and saw the movies, you got it into the Kenner figures maybe as well? I wish that I had. I really didn't. Um, only because you know, my family did okay, but they weren't like well, well off. Mm -hmm. And we had to choose what, what toys we were going to get. So some of my friends had the figures, mm -hmm. um, and, and I didn't have a lot of them. Um, one of my early memories I do have is going down to Florida to visit my family um, that was down there at the time, and my cousin had a giant X-Wing, and that was the most powerful thing to me ever was that he had this toy X-Wing that he was playing with. Um, so what is it about Star Wars that spoke to you at such a young age? Help me so, wrap my mind around that. Yeah, I, I think that at a young age, it had a very simple plot that was very easy for, for kids to kind of follow. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's a very iconic and mythological type of, of plot. One that, that kids kind of play in their heads anyways, naturally, of this hero saving someone and rushing off and destroying the bad guy. A very basic and, and understandable plot. Uh, but at the same time, it, it really had all kinds of action in it. Uh, it had a lot, of, a lot of amazing special effects at, at the time. The Star Wars came out, these special effects, which today seem archaic, they were top of the line. No one had ever done anything like these things before. Um, matter of fact, one of the things that, that I admire today as an adult about Star Wars is that George Lucas created his own special effects company just to do the special effects the way that he wanted so that they came out looking the way that he wanted because no one else could do what he wanted to do with this uh, special effects at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I know for me, I um, I don't know. I saw, 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 saw something or heard something about the premise of the film and basically the franchise um, that Lucas wanted to have a western like an old western film set in outer space i'm assuming like the outer space thing appealed to you too yeah i love the outer space thing and you know george lucas did some things with star wars that were really different he took the swashbuckling stuff that happened in the early 40s um and, and mixed it with Westerns, and at the same time mixed in a, some, like, Japanese mythos um, from, from the uh, Kurosawa's um, movies and things. And he brought all that kind of together, but at the same time kept it simplistic enough to really catch the imagination of kids, which is who he was really aiming the movies toward. 
And you fell right into that market. I did. Um, I was the perfect age for all of that. Um, so do you have a favorite film in the entire franchise? I do. I do. Um, I, it, it might just be because it was the first one I've seen. But as, even as an adult, I don't think any of the other movies really compare to, at least for me, for, to Empire Strikes Back. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, you know, the, the major one being it does what very few films and at the time had done. And today it's kind of the trope that people go back to. But there weren't a lot of series out at that time. It was one movie and then a different, you know, the story would be completely different and they wouldn't use the same characters. This was the first kind of series thing that had come back from the early serials that they had done when George Lucas was a kid. Did you know? And, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, well, what I was going to say was that, so he decides to do this series, but what he does with the second movie is he makes the bad guys lose. I mean, he makes the good guys lose at the end of the second movie. Like it is a total downer at the end of the second movie, but at the same time they, they survived. There's a, there's an upswing at the end where just the fact that they survived and, and were able to get through this horrible experience in their life and, and you knew that things might get better mm -hmm. was a different note to leave on than any other movies before us. I mean, Luke loses his hand, yeah. finds out that, that his father is, is the bad guy. Um, the, the second major uh, hero, hero in the film is, is frozen and taken away and the good guys are on the run and like you, you didn't see that, that much back then no i mean if at all it's used a lot now as your second movie is your down movie but you didn't see it back then and it was a pretty big chance for him to take to do that because he knew he had a third one that was going to be allowed but at the same time like how, who's going to possibly come see this third movie when the in the second one when they take a downswing mm -hmm. And here we are, 42 years later. Um, so we've gotten into your favorite film in the, in the franchise. You have a least favorite? Um, <laughs> it's that that's a loaded question in the Star Wars universe, and a lot of us uh, fans argue on that often. Mm -hmm. I would have to say, for me, that the Attack of the Clones, which is the the second movie of the series but the fifth movie that was released um that would be my least favorite of all of them so see did you ever get confused with the well this, this is the first film to be released but chronicle chronologically it's second film like i maybe that's why I never fell in love with it. I just found it confusing. Oh, and it is. Um, I, you know, and part of that was I grew up knowing that four, five, and six were, were all there was. There, there were these three movies, and they named them four, five, and six. And to some extent, that gave us hope that, hey, maybe they'll go back at some point and do one, two, and three. Um, but it also was this really quirky weird thing that i i kind of admired from this guy that he took the daring chance of starting the movies in the and numbering them in the middle um 
to kind of give him some, some space on the other end if he wanted to write something beforehand. And you don't see that in films either. Like people will go back beforehand and they'll go and do prequels, but it's, yep. it's never planned out ahead of time. It's just what well, we made about $700 million. What do we do now? Right. Tell the story before the $700 million. Right. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they did it with Psycho, but I mean, they, that was retrocoding. Like Psycho 4 is going back in time to his childhood, but that was just because they'd run out of things to do with Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know that, that Lucas sold out for a ton of money <laughs> and to Disney. Even I can't say I blame them because if they said, here's four and a half billion dollars, go away now. Yeah, I do it. Um, <laughs> so since Disney took over and they basically own everything, what's your opinion on the Disney Star Wars films? The Disneyfication of this series, if you will. So I, I have to go backwards in order to, to say why I like the Disneyfication of it. I have to go backwards and say why I didn't like the prequels because that really that sets the mood for the whole thing. Um, Star Wars, both four, five, and six. So Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi held a very dear place in my heart. And depending on how old you were when Return of the Jedi hit, you either loved the Ewoks or you hate them. And I, I was a person that hit it at the right age, and so I loved the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then George, 20 years later, decides to write his second set of movies on, this, on the trilogy. Right. And So we're going from The Phantom Menace through... What was the last one in, in that uh, trilogy? Revenge of the Sith. Okay, that was it. Because it went Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. I'm very impressed that you got all those. That's wonderful. All right. Well, Wikipedia works wonders, so (laughs) I'm not going to go high. So, yeah. And so when Phantom Menace came out, I convinced myself that I liked it. And watched it. It was a cinematic, amazing thing to watch. But mm-hmm. the more times I watched it, the more I started going, um, this story is pretty full of holes everywhere. Um, and I am a Jar Jar hater. Like, I understand why George put him in there. Mm-hmm. But it really was the demeaning of the series because you don't have a Jar Jar like character. In, in the first three movies. He didn't need them to get kids' attention. And then he adds this character just kind of to, to I don't know, entertain the kids, but he didn't need it to entertain me when I was a kid. So yeah, it just felt like he was punching down at us. Um, and, and then, of course, the adults that had grown up loving it were, were very upset about it. Yeah. So he gets rid of Jar Jar in the second movie, hears us, but then he the second movie is just horrendous. It is... It's cinematically, once again, a amazing movie to watch. But when you watch it for the plot, it just falls apart and is horrible. And it has so many problems 
with directing and acting and writing problems that are there in the original trilogy, but you have good acting to cover up George's mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so by the time we get to the third movie, most of us had checked out and we're just kind of like, all right, cool. Let's finish off the series. And I think it's, um, well, the middle trilogy, it, it put a sour taste in a lot of our mouths. Yeah. Um, so when George sold it off, when George, George said he was thinking about doing another set of movies, a lot of us were like, oh, please, George, don't. Yeah. Um, I could see why. Decided, <laughs> <laughs> and then he decided to sell it to Disney. And we're like, you know what? Put it in someone else's hands, and maybe there's a chance here that this could go somewhere, that someone – like George was going to give his ideas to Disney and mm-hmm. George is a great idea, man. He really is. He's got some amazing thoughts. He just is a horrible script writer and a horrible editor and a horrible director. So um, basically everything you need to make a movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks for the franchise, George. but stay away from production, George. Exactly. And, and the, the movies that were the best of his series were the ones where he did step off from the franchise and let Lawrence Kasdan and, and Ern Kirshner take over. Um, they, they did some great things with the movies at that point. Um, and, and Spielberg and Coppola helped out a lot in re-editing Star Wars to be what it, the, the, the New Hope to be what it is. See, um, I have to commend you because I think – by far, you're like the most positive Star Wars fan I've interviewed on this show so far. Because um, there are a, a couple people that I interviewed, and they're not the biggest fans of the Disney takeover. Now, granted, I wouldn't be a fan if Disney took over my life, but <laughs> for the amount of money they paid Lucas, come on in, it's all yours. Yeah. And and George is pretty negative about Disney taking over and he's he's come out and said some pretty negative stuff about it. But well, he he decided to sell it. Like yeah. He took that chance when he sold it. Well that's the thing. I'm, if he's being negative about Disney and how they're treating his baby, so to speak. Why sell it to Disney? Right. It, I mean, he, he, he signed it thinking and giving it over that they would follow his, his plans. But if you yeah. talk to either side, they both say, well, it was never in writing that they would follow his plans, just that they yeah. would look at him. Pretty much. And, and they did look at him and they – Obviously didn't see something that they liked. Well, it's like just typical business. I mean, somebody could say something, but the minute your signature's on that piece of paper, it's your property, right? So right. You do with it what you want. And, and I think that what Disney and and – and what JJ did was they took it and they said, well, what are fans going to enjoy? What are they coming to the theater to enjoy? And how can I make a good story out of this? And I, a lot of people get down on JJ Abrams for giving a lot of fan service in the movie and using a lot of the same hit points 
in in the movie that were in the original series. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what he was paid to do was to kind of give us not regurgitated story, but yeah. yeah, like here's here's the fan's story, and here's what I as a fan would write and mm-hmm. and put in there. And that's what they, he was paid to do, and he did it. And I, I think he's, he wrote an amazing story that it, it does take some chances at points and, and does veer away from the original story at points. Um, and then so you got people that complain that, that it's too much like the original series. Right. And so then Ryan Johnson comes in, and he takes a hard left. He's like, all right, I hear you. I'm going to do something really different with this. I'm going to, I'm going to take some chances and, and go in some different directions. And we're not going to have this big death star. We're going to kind of do what they did in empire strikes back in a ways. And we're, we're not going to have a death star and we're not going to have this huge thing. It's, it's going to be a character driven type story right. with a lot of adventure. And now people don't like that. It's a character driven story with a lot of adventure. Um, <laughs> Mind numbing generic rock and roll so to speak. Just give it's us the same old formula. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you like, about a character who has limited screen time. Boba Fett. Oh, Everybody Boba Fett. seems to love him. What's your take on him? I, for a long time, I, I loved the idea of Boba Fett. Um, as a kid, I, I liked the idea of who he was and what he could be, but nothing was ever done with him. Um, and I think a lot of that was the hype that George built up around him. You know, George, George did this whole Star Wars Christmas special where the only major good thing that came out of the Star Wars Christmas special was this character, Bubba Fett, which was mysterious and dark and kind of odd and you you wanted to know more about him and it was promised that he was going to be in the next movie so it kind of built up this big ordeal about what him what he was going to be in the next movie because he'd already been in empire strikes back right but it's just no, he, came in, fall he flat. came in empire afterwards right um it, it just seemed to fall flat i'm assuming i well, guess it kills him off in hear. like five minutes yeah like you're <laughs> Here he is! Oh, now he's gone. Now he's gone, and he was eaten by this big monster that doesn't move. That's um, plan, yeah. <laughs> here's oh. this big, this big, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but here's I'm this big bad dude. You. Yeah. <laughs> here's this big badass who just, like, all of a sudden just disappears. <laughs> like, he's a bounty um, hunter, but give us five minutes. We'll get rid of him. Right. Talk um, about they handled spending Jango. disbelief. Right. Well, and they handled Jango Fett a lot better, but it was like the way that he fought in the whole series was he he was a much better character. But then they dismembered who Bubba Fett was and made him disappear again in the next movie. Like it, it really wasn't well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's kind of disappointing that we never really get to see Boba Fett handled well. Um, the the books handle Boba Fett a lot better. Um, I've read over 500 of the books, and I enjoyed a lot of the books. I, I know a lot of people are down on the books, but especially Disney, who who discredited them before deciding to release their movie, like, nope, that's all just legacy. That's just that's just legends. Yeah, um, it's just it's in the canon and. 
We'll admit that it's there. We won't use any of it, of it though. Well, they even got rid of the canon. They, they're like, no, it's no longer canon. None of that ever happened. It's just stories that people tell. I might as well be <laughs> watching like daytime TV then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was kind of disappointing. I put a lot of years into reading those stories to have Disney discount it. Um, but you know, it, you also don't go to the theater to see the book recounted when you have either a lot of people haven't read the book, yeah. and you have a better story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to give them that. So um, it's unfortunate that um, your friend Aaron couldn't join us. You mentioned something about a Star Wars mockumentary that uh, you've been working on for close to 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's approaching 20 years at this point. Um, we did a lot of, Aaron and I sat out back in 2002 and we're just joking around one day about bowling for Columbine. I really, we, we have very dark senses of humor. Mm. Um, and, and joking about that and putting it into the Star Wars universe. Um, and we're like, actually, that's kind of good. We should probably write this stuff down. And so we did. We started writing it down and, and wrote this whole mockumentary of, of Bowling for Alderaan, which is a, basically a Bowling for Columbine in the Star Wars universe about weapons and violence in, in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Um, and we recorded a lot of it. And then took a break for a long time because we both got busy. Right. And then when Clerks had, 2 came out, yeah. when Clerks 2 came out, we're like, you know, we ought to get back to that. Because um, there was a Clerks scene in, in, the, in our mockumentary. Right. Um, that inspired us. We recorded a whole bunch of new stuff. I wrote, rewrote the script. Um, Aaron did some edits as well. And we, then, from then we got it all down. But then... I did not have a computer that would edit well, and Aaron got extremely busy again. So in the meantime, like he and I are both like editing here and there, and right. I'm hoping that we're only a few months away from finishing this baby up uh, because that would be fabulous to put it out there finally. Cool. Well, I'm like I'm for, for one would uh, I'd love to see it. So hopefully you guys can. Um, Wrap that up and get it out to the masses. Yeah, I'm hoping we do. I'm um, working on it. Baby steps. Yeah. Well, my podcast takes up a lot of my time right now, so it's like whenever I'm not doing that, I go back to edit. Fair. Um, just before we wrap up here, uh, so we, we all know that, that – the Rise of Skywalker is coming out at the end of the year. You plan on seeing it? How do you? Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to be – I'm waiting for the tickets to come out because me and a bunch of the friends are, are already going to be right there first night, opening night, right in the front row, where, raring to go. Like Thursday at midnight or Probably, whenever yeah. that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, if if the if the franchise stopped after the original trilogy, would you be happy, or would you have been happy? Um, 
I would still to this day be wanting to see the 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 prequels, um, and, or at least the sequels afterwards, and what how the story continues on from where Empire, I mean, from where Return of the Jedi leaves off. Um, but I think I would have been okay with that because of all the books that were out there. Like they told the full story of what happened mm -hmm. and Han Solo and, and Leia and their. With that. So, yeah. So, um, last question. If you could spend the day with a character, uh, someone in production or an actor from any of the Star Wars films, who would it be? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. Um it wouldn't be George. <laughs> um I would Solid say answer. That my two my two real hopes if I could talk to a character it would be Yoda. Um, almost definitively, because he's the character I love the most out of all the, the series. Uh, matter of fact, if I had my camera on right now, you'd see that. Like, Yoda surrounds me all the time. Yeah. Um, but, like, in terms of, like, someone who had their hands in the productions, I would love to sit down and talk with Mark Hamill. Yeah, um, okay. He is just a really interesting person outside of the character alone. Um, I follow him on Twitter. I watch his interviews. He is just a really intriguing person, and he's got a wit about him that is amazing. Yeah. He's probably my favorite uh, Joker, you know, from uh, oh. Batman. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He, he is definitively the Joker for me. But I can understand why they got Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix to fill the live-action roles. Jared Leto, oh, yeah. not so much. No, I'm, I'm not a big Jared Leto person, but I really enjoyed Heath Ledger's different take on it. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Joaquin Phoenix does with this character. Um, Same here. Uh, I, I love what Heath Ledger did, but I still, for me, like Mark Hamill would – the way that it was written and the way that he acted that out, that's the Joker to me. Like this maniacal, chaotic person that just enjoys and revels in his chaos but doesn't yep. get why other people don't. Yeah, he's just having fun. Yeah. I mean, as you should. He doesn't get why Batman keeps ruining his fun all the time. Oh, well. Um, well Can I add a few more things in real quick? Sure. So I, I didn't mention a lot of, like – Nostalgia has a lot to do with why I love Star Wars, mm -hmm. but even as a kid, there were things about it that really, that really hit home, like what it was to me. Um, the introduction of lightsabers, these these swords that light up and could cut through things, that throw off sparks everywhere, um, amazing effects. Um, the the introduction of the Force, this mystical powers that, that can be both good and bad in the world, and and binds everything together, both the good and the bad of it, and more than the superpowers it gives, it's kind of that theory of mind uh, that if you focus and if you fantasize enough, then you you can you can make things happen. Um, Yoda, of course, was huge and, and really like just the silly character. I was a really weird child, 
and I was shunned a lot by my peers. And this silly character who looked different and sounded a little bit like myself, oddly enough, um, I just I loved the Muppets, and this guy was just funny. Yeah. And he he was smart and he was sage, and I'm like, you know what? That's that spoke to me. I really I I really identified with that character. Um, John Williams with the symphony orchestra and the symphonic sound that comes with it, like, boom. And yeah. then, of course, all those special effects that, that were going on at the time and the, and the sound design that was going on. It was like nothing I'd ever seen or heard. Yeah. You, I mean, they don't make them like they used to. And they're, they're fantastic cinematic, cinematic pieces, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but Tracy, thanks for coming on. Uh, really quickly, you're on social media. Tell my audience and people listening where they can find you. So you can, uh, I, I run a podcast called Bare Naked ABCs, uh, which reviews all the Bare Naked Lady songs A to Z. Um, actually, seven to Y because of the numbers, and there are no Zs. Um, and uh, we review that every week. We go through a different song. Um, you can catch us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, we're also wherever podcasts are downloaded. Um, so we've got that. We also have our own website, which I'm hoping by hopefully middle of next year, we'll have our movie up on because uh, we're not going to try to sell it or anything. This is totally a fan and love driven thing. Uh, so we'll have our, our movie up on the website at that point, which is bowlingstormtrooperentertainment.com. Um, and once people see the movie, they'll understand totally why why it's named that. Um, and that's pretty much where people can catch us these days. On Facebook, it's at BNL Podcast, um, and or if you just look up Bare Naked ABCs. Um, and then on Twitter, we're on Bare Naked ABCs. Okay, great. Tracy, thanks again for coming on the show. Real pleasure, good sir. Loved having you on, and I'm sure we'll catch you down the road somewhere. Yes, definitely. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, Tracy. Thanks again. You're welcome. There it is. Well, there you go. There you have it. My interview with Tracy of the Bare Naked ABCs podcast. If you want to find out more about Tracy and the Bare Naked ABCs podcast, as well as their Star Wars mockumentary, Bowling for Alderaan, go to BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com and you will find out everything there is to know about Tracy, the Bare Naked ABCs podcast, and the Star Wars mockumentary that he's been working on for close to 20 years, Bowling for Alderaan, all at BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com. Com. It was lovely to have Tracy on the show. Tracy, if you're listening to this, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for reaching out. It was just fantastic to go back and forth with you via email or even on Facebook. And to have this interview with you was top-notch. Good, sir. You are fantastic. I would love to have you back. If you ever want to come back to the show and do another interview and appear on another episode, my inbox is always open. The spot's always there. And... There will always be a spot for you here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Thank you again. You guys should check out my guest, Tracy, from the Bare Naked ABCs podcast and his uh, Star Wars mockumentary, Bowling for Alderaan. All that information can be found at BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com. Now that you know where to find Tracy, 
and that I've basically reiterated the fact that you should go listen to the Bare Naked ABCs podcast with Tracy and check out their Star Wars mockumentary, uh, Bowling for Alderaan, at BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com. I'll tell you where you can find this show. This show, the Beats and Speaks podcast with yours truly, Lee Dickey, can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. We're also on YouTube under Lee Dickey TV. Leave us a review, and I will feature it right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, as well as my official website, LeeTDickey.com. You can leave reviews on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and player of choice, as well as my official Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LeeTDickey. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at leetdickey at gmail.com and we will set something up and go from there so you and I can share a Wi-Fi connection or if you're local, we can do this in person and meet up and talk about whatever it is that you desire right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. It'll be a good old-fashioned good time. I cannot wait to hear from you all. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, check out my guest Tracy of the Bare Naked ABCs podcast and the Star Wars mockumentary that will be up in the future, uh, Bowling for Alderaan, at BowlingStormtrooperEntertainment.com. All right, I've been Lee Dickey. This has been another episode in the Star Wars miniseries right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Again, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you all and talk to you all next Friday right here on a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. All right, again, I've been Lee Dickey. This has been another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, and I am signing off. Peace. T.